Today we get to hear from Emily Rochelle. She's a fighter, a proud mom and wife, an avid dog lover, a person who tries to see the cup half full, and one of my best friends. Hello, Emily. Hey. Would you mind sharing with us what your life looked like before mold? Um, it was great. Um, <laughs> it was, um, well, I mean, my husband and I lived in Austin, Texas. We had our own home there. Um, we loved our neighbors. We were in a great neighborhood. My husband and I had both great careers that we loved. Um, he had his own remodeling company. I worked for builders in Austin, um, helping people find the right lot, you know, to build their perfect home. I loved what I did. Um, we were very private people. I was not very outspoken. Um, it's, I'm very uncomfortable. It's like in front of people. Um, sorry, my dog's scratching right now. Um, so I was not an outspoken person. Um, favorite thing that my husband and I love to do was just watch movies and TV shows in the evenings and on our days off, take our dogs hiking, swimming, or exploring. Um, we had just had our first child, Sebastian. Um, in May of 2014, we were so excited um, that we were starting, you know, that chapter of our life of grow growing and expanding our family. And um, that was our life right before we moved into this toxic home. This toxic home. I don't like this part of the story. Um, could you tell us your mold story? And we'll try not to cry. Yes. Um, <laughs> let me preface this with, you know, also before this toxic home, we never were sick. My husband and I were very healthy, fit individuals, never had to take any medication. I mean, we were extremely healthy. I was never allergic to anything um, either. Um, so I never, I never suffered from yearly allergies as well. And then we moved into this home. Um, all the mold was growing in the wall cavities, the ducts, the plenum box, the floors. We never saw it. Um, it the townhome had just been freshly painted as well. Uh, we never smelled it. And that first week, we all started to get symptoms. My first symptom was uh, my menstrual cycle just out of the blue changed drastically. Um, I always had very, you know, regular menstrual cycles that were, you know, not a big deal, didn't cause me any pain. And then all of a sudden I was like keeling over in pain uh, with horrible GI issues that followed, that accompanied this menstrual cycle that went from like a light flow to extremely heavy flow. I mean, I was bleeding through my tampon, my underwear, my pants. I couldn't seem to like get far away from the bathroom because I would always need it, you know, within like every hour. Um, I developed acne that first month and I'm like in my thirties. My son and my husband both had sinus issues um, that first month. Um, and my dogs were even affected. Cujo was like gagging and throwing up and going to the bathroom in the house. We kind of chalked that up to maybe anxiety. You know, that's what you do. You try to make excuses for things that shouldn't be happening. Um, I skip a few months and we're still not getting better. Um, the symptoms that we were suffering from weren't every day. Okay. In the beginning, they weren't every single day. Um, 
but as we stayed in the environment, they were getting worse and we were developing more symptoms. Um, a few months in, I started to think maybe this could be mold. Um, I didn't believe in mold, okay? But coincidentally, a client of mine in Austin, just before we moved into this home, uh, tried to tell me how dangerous mold was and I didn't take her serious. Um, I wish I had. I mean, she was emailing me links after links uh, to click on so I could read for myself how dangerous mold was because she was afraid because her window broke during construction that uh, if it rained, water was going to get in and create mold. And um, anyhow, um, because she did say that to me, I took my son to the, his pediatrician and I flat out asked him. It's even documented in the paperwork, you know, that I asked this pediatrician if mold could be doing any of what it was doing, you know, all these symptoms that we had developed. And he just looked at me and said, no, you know, and back then, you know, I, I figured if my, the doctor said no, then he's right. You know, he's the doctor. Um, because that doctor told me no, I pushed mold off the plate as being the culprit. Um, and I went, of course, right back into that toxic home with my son. My husband wasn't as symptomatic as me and Sebastian because he was leaving the home to go to work, you know, 15, 18 hours a day. So his exposure level was less than ours. By August, August is when I developed the oh, out of nowhere extreme anxiety, debilitating anxiety, where you can't function. Never had anxiety in my life. Um, my husband had to come home and like literally console me and give me some sort of like muscle rela relaxer. I was just, um, by that time in August, my son had gone, gone mute. He had lost all of his words. Um, he was very fatigued all the time. He had these dark circles under his eyes. He had GI issues. Um, his GI issues got so bad. His diarrhea was so acidic that it would actually cause his skin to bleed every time he went to the bathroom. Um, he started screaming out of nowhere like he was being attacked. Um, you couldn't console him. Um, around November, when I finished my second half marathon, that's when my symptoms went from, you know, every other week to pretty much every day. And they got really bad. And here's why. I know why now. Um, I went from, you know, going outside and running several miles a day um, to now being inside because my friend also gave me a treadmill, but not only that, we moved our family room to the main family room. And this is where the highest concentrations of mold was in this house. When we moved our family room into this extremely toxic area of the home, um, I started to develop these headaches that were started on my right side and then it slowly progressed over. Um, I got extreme joint pain, so painful that it hurt to even like close my hands in the morning. Um, but this is where kind of the blessing comes into play because at this point in time, my husband thought I was making things up and I don't think he really thought that, but you know, the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me and he was having trouble to trying to believe that all of a sudden I had all these symptoms out of nowhere. Um, but around December is when he started to stay home more to help me because I wasn't doing well. And that's when he started to get really sick. He started to have random nosebleeds out of nowhere. He got 
the extreme joint pain. So it was so bad. He couldn't even stand up straight in the mornings. Um, he started to have really bad GI issues. He developed an infection in his gums um, where like a tooth just fell out of nowhere. Um, he started to lose his vision. He started to have headaches. He started to have brain fog. Um, I also had brain fog um, as well. I mean, my short-term memory got so bad, I couldn't remember where I parked my car when I went to the grocery store. When I would walk into the grocery store, if I didn't have a list, I forget why I was even there and what we even talked about what I needed to go get. Um, my dog, Kuja, who was my running buddy, she... At this point in time, um, I had, I did like kind of a physical exam on her because out of nowhere, she couldn't run with me. She seemed to be having trouble. And so um, that's when I discovered she had developed these two large masses in her stomach. We took her to the vet. Um, they said it was just full of debris. Um, she would continue to develop masses in this house on her face, on her leg. She also had a seizure. Um, that's when her seizure started in this home. Um, our dog, uh, Charlie, who's a Yorkie, started to lose his vision. Uh, both dogs were excessively thirsty. They also had GI issues too. Um, Kuja developed extreme anxiety to where we bought like one of those anxiety vests. My son, Sebastian, now, I mean, we're going into January, almost a year in this home. Um, he was a different child. I don't wanna say he became problematic. It just became very challenging as a mother to handle him because everything seemed to set him off. Light set him off, he was light sensitive, he was noise sensitive. He didn't want you to touch his head. He would just start screaming out of nowhere. He had night sweats, he was fatigued all the time. He had breathing issues. His heart would, it felt like it was gonna come out of his chest when he would even try to exert himself. Um, he hated baths now. He had trouble sleeping. Um, he was just like, he would just sit there at some time, just sit there and the, the lights in his eyes just like went out, like just went away. You know, it was like, there was nobody there. And, and of course he's still not talking. Um, but thankfully, because Josh started to have these symptoms, I now, he now started to believe like something's going on, but we didn't know what it was. Okay. Um, because of course the doctor said mold isn't the issue. And we even asked the landlords about mold. And um, of course, the landlords are going to say mold's not a problem. So long story short, um, I just started praying to God. I'm asking him to help me. And uh, he did. You know, um, we went out of town for the first time in 13 months because we were out of that toxic environment. Uh, we all started to feel better. My son, Sebastian, actually came to life a little bit when we were out of this home. Um, and he started to run without having breathing issues. He was more engaged, too, than he had been in a long time. And so my husband and I both knew that something was in that townhouse that was causing all these symptoms. When we were driving home from Alabama, I was Googling everything, you know, water contamination, lead, Metal, not mold. And then another God thing happened, okay? We get a text message from tenants that rented a home
from the same landlords. Josh had met these tenants because, because of Josh's experience with remodeling. The landlords had hired him to go and fix this house, some issues that they had with them. So he had met these tenants when he went over to fix this, some problems in this house. And um, the tenants had been struggling with their child named Cody. The doctors at the hospital thought Cody had cystic fibrosis. That's a devastating illness. Yeah. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with Cody. Okay. Well, so here we are in the car driving home and out of nowhere, we get this text message from Cody's parents telling Josh to tell the landlords that they're moving out, that they found out that it's mold causing Cody's symptoms. Okay. And that he doesn't have cystic fibrosis. And so as soon as Josh read this, I, I, I remember Josh's face. He just went white. Okay. He couldn't even read it to me. He just handed me his phone. And as soon as I saw the word mold, I was just like, oh my God, you know, I knew it. And, um, I was like, why didn't the doctor consider mold? And I would later, of course, find that reason out too. Um, so we went home and we got the townhome test the next day. And the inspector that came in, you know, was like, oh, everything looks so clean in here. I was like, yeah, it sure does. Um, <laughs> we were very clean people. Um, just, you know, he was like, I don't see any mold. But then, you know, we showed him some areas that had some water damage. And um, he did some wall cavity samples and some air samples. And he told me the results will come back in three days. I think because the inspector just literally saw me sitting there like this, trying to hold up my head, that he expedited the, those results because he called me that night. And yeah. um, he, you know, just said, Emily, um, I wasn't expecting this. Um, these results are one of the highest I've ever seen, not the highest. Y'all have to leave your, your townhome now and leave everything in it. You need to get out right now. And he sent me the results and um, I asked him if he could call back because I didn't feel that Josh was gonna believe me unless he heard it from the inspector. So he was kind enough to call Josh. And as soon as Josh hung up the phone, he didn't waste a second. He got us out of the townhome. And we moved into a uh, corporate apartment that was furnished. And you know that's when I thought that this nightmare was gonna be over and it wasn't. The first few weeks following getting out, we started to de detox and detoxing from mold can be very painful. That was not fun, but I was still hopeful, you know, um, because now we had our answer and we started doing a lot of research on mold. And then of course we realized that the landlords and the contractors were lying to us. They weren't doing remediation like they should be doing remediation. And because of that, um, Josh qualified with the state to actually become a mold assessment consultant. And we decided if they're gonna lie to us, we're gonna go to somebody who, who can give us the answer. So Josh went off to Dallas to a five-day class. He took all the information with him. And the instructor there um, showed us all the rules, laws, and regulations they were breaking. And when Josh came back home, um, we found out that we were expecting, again, um, on May 21st, got our positive pregnancy test. Um, this was not a joyful day, like it should have been, because we were definitely afraid that something was going to happen to this child because I was still very sick. We were afraid if I, we were afraid that I couldn't even carry 
a pregnancy because of how sick I was. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do, right? So I went to the OB and I asked the OB if um, mold would cause any problems with you know this child. And he said, no, you know, you have a um, placenta and that placenta protects that child. So I said, okay. So I just, you know, I went back and we prayed and we prayed every day. And uh, meanwhile, the landlord said the remediation was done and the home was ready to move back into. Of course, we knew it wasn't, but Josh now, because he is a uh, mold assessment consultant, could legally go in there and test it himself. And he did. And I'm glad he did that because we found out, of course, that it wasn't, um, it wasn't safe still. So we moved into a new home in Spring, Texas. Um, and, you know, at 23 weeks, we went in for the anatomy scan at the OB's office. And that's when they told me that our son Malachi was not okay. Um, he developed a terminal birth He developed a, a terminal birth defect called anencephaly where um, the neural tube doesn't close. So, and the hospital that we were at was St. Luke's in the Woodlands. And their Christian beliefs would not allow for that hospital to induce a terminal pregnancy like other hospitals would. So I only have like two options, carry to term um, or basically be sent to go do this like horrific procedure. Um, I just, it was a very challenging time, I'll say that, um, but I'm glad I'm glad that that night when I went home, because at this point in time, we were also struggling extremely with our finances. Um, we went to a environmental doctor who could test us for mold and it cost us over $7,000, okay? We were depleted financially at this moment in time. We just found out we're about to lose our, our son. And, um, I went home that night and I was just like, I'm done. You know, I'm done with you, God. I'm, I'm so mad at him. But something told me, it was kind of like God spoke to me. He was like, you know what, Emily, that's okay. Um, but it's not okay if you don't pray for Malachi. So you can't ask others. And at this time, um, you know, we were very private people. My husband and I don't ask for help ever. So I just went on Facebook and I just wrote a message just asking people to pray for Malachi. And um, that's when like, you know, God sent in all these angels that reached out and helped us and started to go fund me for us and literally carried us through this 
time in our life when we were losing our son. And I, um, I learned a very valuable lesson there that if you don't ask for help, then God can't help you by sending people to help you. So um, I was very thankful to everybody that stepped up and helped my family. Um, in December is when Malachi finally passed. So we got to say our goodbyes to him. And You know, his, his, his death is kind of what solidified, you know, my fate in this industry, because I promised now not, I wouldn't do everything I could to keep this from happening to another child, you know, another family, another person. And, um, and I, would, I would help anybody I could, you know. So um, after we said our final goodbye to hell, those next few months were really challenging. It was a very dark, dark few months after losing him. And then we were hit with the, uh, you know, your son Sebastian has severe autism. You know, he was evaluated and um, that was like another shove down under, underneath the water. Cause now I had to learn all about what is autism. So I had to, you know, dive into that world and, um, you know, he went into special education and he started these therapies and everybody kind of seemed to be against me because I would try to tell them, you know, about what happened to us and they didn't believe me. And some, some people would tell me, you know, you're born with autism. And I was like, you're not born with autism. I mean, maybe some kids are okay. But my son, Sebastian was not born autistic. He was perfectly healthy. He was the best baby. He was hitting all of his milestones up until he moved into this toxic home. And I'm thankful that I got as sick as I did because I knew what Sebastian was going through. And I knew that if I could get the mold out of his body, his body could heal. These symptoms that are causing him to be categorized as autistic will go away and he'll be fine. Um, and it took us three years, but we got him better and he's no longer considered autistic. Yeah. So, um, and it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, and that was, that was five years ago, pretty, it was a little over five years ago when we left that toxic home and, um, four years since we lost Malachi, um, you know, and, and last year we found out that we were expecting again and, um, just two months ago, we, we welcomed um, our daughter Jocelyn into the world. So there is light at the end of our nightmare. And she is the most That's beautiful. That's a beautiful That's story. story. And she, Jocelyn is the most beautiful baby ever. I'm entirely biased, but I think she is. She has a, she has a great head of hair. She's, <laughs> She's going to be a hair model. So the next question might be a little bit hard too, but we're going to get through it. How did you feel when you found out that you had mold? So when you realized you had molds and you knew you kind of had an answer, what were your emotions at the time? Oh God, I was effing pissed. I wanted to murder people. Um, I was angry. I had a lot of feelings. I was angry. I was extremely afraid. 
and I was also hopeful. Um, I was angry at the landlords because I knew there was no way that they did not know about the conditions of this home. And we, of course, we would later go on to find out that they knew about the conditions of this home. And um, I was angry at the doctors, you know, who never considered mold. You know, I mean, I started thinking about all, I was just, there were so many questions I had when I got out, when I, we found out it was mold, you know? Um, so I was angry at the doctors and I was honestly really angry at myself. I blamed myself. Um, I thought back to that girl who tried to tell me about how dangerous mold was and I was angry I didn't take her serious um, or click on any of those links, you know, that she sent me. And I was angry because, you know, I knew it was mold. Like my gut instinct said it was mold and I didn't listen to it. Instead, I listened to a doctor. I was extremely afraid for Sebastian. I was, I was afraid at what the damage, the, what kind of damage mold had done to him and if it was going to be permanent or temporary. I didn't care about me. I just wanted my son Sebastian better. Um, but I was also hopeful because now that I had the answer, now that I knew who or what was causing these symptoms, I can now go and research it to find a way to get us better. So I had a lot of different symptoms or different feelings. Emotions, yeah, yeah. So how how did Malachi's message help you or I, how would have it helped you guys in your mold story? If there had been a foundation like Malachi's message, message set up to financially assist our family back then, it would have been a game changer. Uh, we would have been able to afford treatment, you know, um, because we couldn't afford treatment. I, we had to take this very long road at recovering Sebastian um, because we couldn't afford treatment. My husband's infection that he got from the mold in the townhome got so bad. We had to pull seven teeth. Um, maybe I could have afforded to save my dog, Kuja, you know she died so it it would have it would have helped us tremendously so and for those of you watching if you haven't put two and two together we obviously named malachi's message after their son malachi in honor of him and to keep the promise that emily made to to make sure that no kid ever has to go through this and that no family ever has to be in that position. Next question. What is something you want people to know about mold? Uh, um, I love this question, honestly. I can talk to you about mold for days. There's so much I want you to know. <laughs> she really can. Um, <laughs> I wrote out pages before this interview because I didn't know what I wanted to say about this question or how I wanted to answer it. But um, you know, gosh, there's so much. Um, you know, I get asked this question a lot, Elizabeth. Um, a lot of people are under this spell like I was that, you know, how can mold really hurt you? You know, we've been, we're exposed to mold every day outdoors, right? 
Yeah. So I mean, it's why everywhere. is it such a big deal? Why is it such a big deal indoors? Yeah. And um, a simple way to kind of explain this or to get people to kind of understand is, you know, there's also carbon monoxide outside from cars, but it's not killing us. It's not entering us. But if you're idling a car in a closed space, such as a garage or, you know, that car is going to produce enough carbon monoxide to kill you and in, or, you know, maybe just injure you. Okay. It's just, it's just a matter of time. It's the same thing with mold. Okay. Some molds produce what's called a mycotoxin. That is a poison, just like carbon monoxide. And so if you have mold growth growing in your homes, then it's just a matter of time before the concentration becomes enough to where you start to have symptoms and, you know, hopefully, you know, it doesn't kill you, but, you know, it's just a matter of time as well when it comes to toxic molds that are growing in your home and producing these mycotoxins. There are so so many mycotoxins too and different molds produce different mycotoxins. If you do your research, you know, I mean, look up the safety data sheets on these mycotoxins, aquatoxin, trichothecine, aflatoxin, and um, you'll see that it says fatal if inhaled, right on the safety data sheet. When you do your research um, through HWO, you know, PubMed, you'll see that they're labeled as, you know, a carcinogen, meaning cancer causing. Uh, cancer causing, you know, level one carcinogen. Mold can not only injure you, it can trigger autoimmunity, cause cancer. Um, it's, uh, I can never say this word. Uh, now I'm going to try to say it. But um, you'll also find that, yes, it will cause you to have miscarriages. It will cause malformations to your developing child. It is all documented. You just got to go look up the research article. So um, the other thing I guess I want to talk about, I know you said just leave it to one, is (laughs) if you are going through mold, um, hold on, like don't lose hope, okay? This is just a really bad chapter for some of us, a very long, horrible chapter, but this chapter is going to end. And that next chapter is going to be really good, you know? Um, And if you aren't going through mold and you know somebody who is, please believe them, you know, and take them seriously. And more importantly, help them, okay? If you can help them, you have no idea what that will mean to them. And you may possibly save their life because there are people that have actually committed suicide because they couldn't get out of mold and because nobody believed them, you know, and they financially just were stuck. So um, if you know somebody who's going through mold, just please believe them and and please, you know, reach out and help them. I love that. Because how many people did we lose in our lives because they thought we were crazy? How many people have we talked to who have lost friends and family because they thought, oh, you're crazy. Mold doesn't exist. It's such a taboo thing still. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. I appreciate your story and appreciate your wisdom and insight. This woman is a wealth of knowledge. I call her Mayota when it comes to mold. Um, her and her husband have started Texas Mold Inspectors. So 
I'm gonna put that plug in there. If you do need a credible inspection company, please check them out. They do everything correctly and they genuinely care as they're going in to do these inspections. Um, next week, we're gonna be talking to a military wife and hear her and her stories family. We're very excited about that. So please check out next week's video and we will see you then.